Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to Leading Off with True Blue LA for Thursday, June 2nd. This is Eric Steven, your intrepid host. Uh, I have some good news for everybody, and uh, it's not that uh, the audio was lost on the first time I recorded this episode. It's certainly not that. However, the good news I have is that the Dodgers don't have to play the Pirates again this season. Um, Now, it's technically possible they could play again um, if the Pirates uh, make the playoffs, uh, and if the Dodgers make the playoffs, nothing is given, obviously. Um, (laughs) They could play in the wildcard series. Uh, they could play in the division series. They could play in the NLCS. That's certainly possible, but it's most likely that the Dodgers don't have to play the Pirates, which is a good thing. Um, Pittsburgh won five out of six against the Dodgers. Keep in mind that entering this season, the Dodgers had beaten the Pirates 16 straight times. Um, before this series in Los Angeles, the Dodgers had won um, 12 straight, uh, four straight sweeps against the uh, Pirates in at Dodger Stadium. Um, now, there was another sweep uh, this series, but it went the other way. Uh, the Pirates won all three games. They finished off the sweep Wednesday night with an 8-4 win. Uh, the, uh, the, the games were different, obviously, but the, the Pirates sort of took it to the Dodgers every single game. Uh, they homered twice in uh, each of the three games. They went up 4 nothing in each of the first two games. They got an early lead in this one as well. And then poured it on late. Um, yeah, it was it was ugly. Um, first time the Pirates swept at Dodger Stadium since September of 2000. Uh, I looked this up. The losing uh, Dodgers pitchers in those three games, Darren Dreifert, Carlos Perez, and Ishmael Valdez. Um, and just the most remembersome guys uh, group you could possibly imagine. Uh, so... I looked up the L.A. Times game story uh, from the last game of that series back in 2000. It was September 6th. That was the Ishmael Valdez start. And this is from Jim Hodges, a uh, L.A. Times staff writer at the time. Quote, Pittsburgh's batting practice was extended until about 7.45 Wednesday night, about 90 minutes longer than scheduled. (laughs) So uh, within that, um, the story goes on to note that the Dodgers thought Valdez was tipping his pitches, um, so, uh, you know, it happens sometimes. It was bad. Um, the other sort of, I guess, silver lining in the in Wednesday's game, Cody Bellinger played for the first time since Saturday. 
He missed the first two games of the series, and he didn't start Wednesday uh, dealing with left leg tightness. Uh, they later clarified that to say it was his adductor muscle, which is also the leg, but just got a little more specific there. Um, he did, uh, Bellinger did come in in the sixth inning and played the last four innings in center field. He came in for Kevin Pillar, um, who apparently dislocated his shoulder. Um, Dave Roberts told reporters after the game his shoulder popped in and out twice during the game. I think it was once on a swing and once in a, on a play at third base. Um, Roberts said Pilar's had the issue in the past. We've seen this happen with uh, Cody Bellinger a lot in the past. And then famously, uh, Bellinger uh, aggravated that further when, with his pennant-winning home run in 2020 with a uh, forearm bash, uh, jumping forearm bash to Kike Hernandez. And then uh, Ballinger dislocated his shoulder, ended up, uh, the snowball effect there was it, it uh, sort of started what was the worst possible uh, 2000, 2021 season for Bellinger. But uh, who knows what's going to happen with Pilar. I would imagine, just given the, the short bench, they only have um, three players on the bench. I think I mistakenly um, miscounted. Uh, I uh, on yesterday's podcast, I mentioned the Dodgers had 13 position players. They only have 12. I had mentally still kept Max Muncy in the list, and he's certainly not there. He's on the injured list. So they probably need some coverage. So I'd imagine, depending on what the MRI or whatever sort of scans they have to do on Pilar show, uh, he could be unavailable, and they might need to make a roster move. Uh, Zach McKinstry strikes me as probably the next guy up. I don't really know. They could certainly pick one of the – uh, minor league um, guys on minor league deals down there if they want to add someone to the 40 man we'll see how that goes but uh, yeah it's uh, it's a little rough the one thing I did want to talk about on this episode before the the pirates sort of finished off the sweep and and sort of um, took the lead part of this uh, podcast was Mookie Betts um, who had one of the best months I can recall at least in recent memory, um, in May. He, he carried it over into June. He had three more hits on Wednesday against the Pirates. So he had a two-run home run in the ninth. Uh, that included, or that was, uh, the game was already 8-2 at that point, so that just cut the, the, the deficit to 8-4, which was the final. But Betts in, um, in May uh, was just, it's one of the best months, like I said. He hit 12 home runs. I, I wrote about this yesterday. I will link to this in the show notes. Um, those 12 home runs tied Roy Campanella for the most ever by a Dodger in May. They've had other months, uh, different parts of the season, with more home runs in a month. Uh, Duke Snyder and Pedro Guerrero have the record with 15 home runs in a single month. Those were not in May, just as, a, as an aside. Um, Mookie Betts also had 10 doubles. He's the first Dodger ever with double digits in both doubles and home runs in the same month. His 22 extra base hits was one shy of the franchise record. Um he scored 31 times. Uh, Betts is still um, has more uh, runs scored than games played this year, which hasn't been done on uh, you know in a substantial amount of games since uh, Ricky Henderson in 1985, which would be amazing. Now, obviously, keeping up that pace is damn near impossible, but um, you know, Betts has scored a lot of runs. He's led the uh, majors in runs a couple times before. Um, back in 2018 and 2019 with Boston, but um, yeah, though his MVP year, he he only played 135 games, but he scored 129 runs. So that's about as close as anyone's come in in the time since uh, Henderson. But 
He he scored in May in, in 12 straight games at one point that that tied Rafael for call for the Los Angeles Dodger record. And then he had a pinch hit appearance uh, last Wednesday in uh, Washington, D.C., where he struck out. So that sort of ended all the, the streak stuff. He also had an extra base hit streak going at the time. He kept it up, though, once he started, uh, was back in the lineup again. So he scored a run 15 straight times that he started, which is a Dodger record. Um, it was just, he's just really been incredible, obviously. He leads the National League uh, with with uh, 16 home runs right now, which you don't always associate bets with home runs. He usually hits a lot of doubles and he'll hit some home runs. But, yeah, leading the league in home runs, it's it's been pretty amazing. Uh, in May alone, he drove in 27 runs, which is incredible in its own right, um, just because he's the leadoff man. Um, so you, you really don't see um, someone hit, batting leadoff. I know there's a DH now, and the Dodgers have a – Pretty uncommonly deep lineup, but um, 27 RBIs from any spot in the order is a lot, but coming from the leadoff position, it seems pretty ridiculous. Uh, he led the the majors in Fangraphs war in May alone. Um, I was looking at this, so so Betts' slash line for the month, he hit 342, 411, 746. In the, the last, like, a week, uh, I guess the last week of the month, I was sort of thinking about, like, maybe Boogie Betts is going to win Player of the Month in the National League. Then I looked at Paul Goldschmidt. Um, he hit 404, 471, 817 for the month. He was the only one with a higher OPS and higher slugging, and obviously at 404. Uh, he had 10 home runs and 33 RBIs for the Cardinals. So I would imagine whenever the Player of the Month is announced, either it's going to be Thursday or Friday, I would imagine that it's probably going to be Goldschmidt. But uh, you never know. Uh, they tend to... It would not be surprise me at all if um, if it would surprise me if Betts won. I think, but they usually tend to go with uh, the player with like more RBIs and stuff. Although you know, Goldschmidt obviously has the the better slash line as well. So not going to be a, an egregious thing by any means. But uh, this situation really calls for Pedro Baez, uh, who the Dodgers signed to a minor league deal after he was released by the Astros. Um, Baez is in Arizona trying to sort of uh, work back from shoulder problems that sort of cost him last year and the early part of this year. He just wasn't really effective. So uh, Baez, uh, Goldsmith actually is one for 24 lifetime against Pedro Baez, but the Dodgers don't play the Cardinals till July, so they don't have to worry about it for a while. But yeah, that's uh, that's how it's sort of going. Um, up next, uh, the Dodgers do, they will have Mookie Betts. Um, against the Mets uh, coming to town for four games. It's the battle of the top two teams in the National League. Uh, the Dodgers did hold the top spot for a while until uh, they're, until they got swept at home by the Pirates. So they, uh, they were, they're 33 and 17 now. That's a, that's uh, a little bit behind the Mets who are 35 and 17. The Dodgers have the best run differential in the majors at plus 112. The Mets are third at plus 77. The only team in between them is the Yankees at plus 79. So it's basically top two. It's easily the top two teams in the National League so far. It should be a fun matchup. Um, uh, Mitch White started for the Dodgers uh, in the last game against the Pirates, so they're they're going with the, the the other four starters against the Mets. Should be a fun series. Now, obviously, it would be more fun if, say, Max Scherzer, Jacob Degrom, Clayton Kershaw were all um, healthy and ready, but they're not. But it's even with who's available. Um, uh, it's two extremely talented teams should be fun and a possible playoff preview. So that's what we're sort of looking for uh, today. Uh, Kevin Pillar figuring out um, 
what's going to happen with him, whether he needs to go on the injured list or not, who the Dodgers might bring up. I guess we'll probably see Caleb Ferguson at some point. Um, he could be activated for the Mets series. Michael Grove pitched mop-up duty on Wednesday, uh, allowed some runs in the ninth. You would figure if the Dodgers do activate Caleb Ferguson uh, or call him up Thursday, Michael Grove could be the guy who uh, goes down. We'll see how that plays out. Um, but yeah, uh, it's been fun recording these uh, daily podcasts. Still getting the hang of it. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoy uh, these. We'll keep giving them to you Monday through Friday every morning. We're probably going to do a mailbag episode next week. I will put out a call for questions probably Monday. Um, and you know, later next week, I will answer them in podcast form. And I will post it on the site. But uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And I will talk to you tomorrow.